Let's go. How are we sounding? Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Good medium. Bad medium. Good. However you're going to talk <laughs> would be helpful. Okay. I'll probably just talk like this. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Sounds good. Okay. We are back. It is episode two of In the Shed with Eva and Jonathan. I didn't even ask you, Eva, if that's a name that you're comfortable with, but that's so far that's the working title. In the Shed. In the Shed. Yeah. Is that sure. is that okay with you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it is. It's where we are. It's official. In the Shed, Eva and Jonathan. Um, I was a little late. Just got back from an interesting uh, chat with a city council candidate, Angelita Murillo. I don't oh, know sure. if you've heard of her. She is PNW Policy Angel, I think, which that name is just like... It is what it is. I think it's kind of a cool name. TikTok famous. She has a huge platform. And she's done it by basically talking about governance and like policy and getting involved with voting, which I think is an impressive way to have built a platform. So anyway, that was interesting. Yeah. I, I follow her on Instagram. Um, I do. Fe- I feel like she she's pretty incredible at just t- saying it straight. Right. Just teaching people about what's going on yeah and something's striking a, a chord because she is like by far out raising everybody else in her race so she's running in um district three i think which is the shops district clever cycles if folks weren't here last episode is what eva is a co-owner of but she's also just you know a north portland neighbor of which the is shed. district one of the other district districts two. too yes we're Thank coming you. at you from district two <laughs> new city council district yeah so sorry yeah uh angelita moreno she's running in district three southeast portland um yeah it's gonna be interesting she actually she doesn't have a bike she really wants one um she's like transit person and walker she she can drive she doesn't have a car but she i think she said she has her license she can drive um but yeah she was expressing how using the bus is just really not like a feasible way to get around she really wants to bike but she doesn't have a bike. She's not a biker necessarily like yet. Um, so I was like, I offered, I said, just walk into Clever and they'll, they'll let you borrow a bike. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. Um, but I did think that it might be fun to maybe if she could rent a bike from Clever, she said she would do a little ride along thing with me and we could do a little video together. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Make it happen. Okay. We'll do it. I did offer her my turn e-bike, which is in the garage here next to us. But I, then I was saying on the way home, I was like, how do I get that down to Southeast? That might be kind of a hard bike to ghost ride or what do yeah, you call that? I one? wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ghost ride. In my younger years, I used to ghost ride bikes all the time, but yeah, the turn HSD is, would be kind of hard to, to do that with. So, um, if you're not familiar with the format, if you didn't hear our first episode together, this is just a, an informal chat. I do have a list of things to talk about. Um, well, since we're on the topic, Eva, I don't know, who do you have for district three or what are you thinking about? The race, there's so many candidates, it's kind of hard to keep track. Uh, I mean, honestly, I am not up on things. I know Steph Routh is running in East Portland, District 4, I think. District? 4? 1? District 1. 1. I'm seeing is 7 candidates so far. Yeah. And remember, folks, 4 districts, going to be 3 winners in each district. Why is it so hard? Well, it's, <laughs> it's unprecedented. It's all new. It's not only that, there's a lot of people. Yeah. And also, which is, I think... One of the cool things about the new governing structure and way we're going to be doing this is that these are names that people aren't necessarily familiar with yet. Yeah. I mean, outside of one or two folks in each of the races, like, you know, Steph Routh. Is anybody having a forum? Or oh, how? there will be, I'm sure, tons There will be many forums. At this point, a, a year away, 
I think people are still just kind of like settling in, getting established. I do have a spreadsheet with all the names and districts and I'm filling it out with like the link to their transportation platform. If they have one, most of them don't. And their like website and Twitter handles or whatever. I think there's 22 candidates so far, including two mayoral candidates. Uh, I don't know. I have six listed in District 4. Looks like eight in uh, Angelita's district, District 3. There's some really good candidates in that district. District 2, there's five candidates, and District 1 looks like there's seven. Also some very strong candidates there with Steph and some other great folks. So, yeah, I feel like we're going to have to do a... Do you typically get engaged with local elections? As an individual? Do you read the voter's guide? I can, what, oh, to yeah, what extent absolutely. Do you get, yeah. I mean, I love, I love vote by mail. Mm-hmm. Props to Oregon, vote by mail so that you can spend the time like reading through and voting and all that stuff. Um, I, I'm engaged on like a medium to low level, I think, compared to some of my friends are very politically active. That's um, good. You can just hang out with them. Yeah, exactly. You get all you get all the juice from them. And get all <laughs> it makes yeah. it easier. Get all the info. You could have like a voting voting party, and I don't know, just. Yeah. I mean, I we hosted Joanne Hardesty years ago at the shop. Um, we hosted Sarah Anna Roan at the shop. So like, I don't Neat. know, maybe more than medium involved. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a thing. Yeah. There you go. Shop endorsements, maybe. <laughs> just, sure. Sure. And just like a forum to like really get yeah. to know people. And you could paper the, the shop window on Hawthorne with you can almost probably we rent could. it out with campaign signs. I mean, there's some pretty valuable yeah. real estate there. Right. Um, let's see. What else? Um, uh, weeks gone by or so i was in new york you went to new york which is really wonderful what was the best food that uh, you ate by far this little place by i think you say sty town do you know the big there's a big housing place i think it's near like like stuyvesant east village yeah it's it's stuyvesant town it's like the largest private residential housing thing in new york for sure maybe america you know, it's a really big project and it's, but it's older. Usually you think of high rise residential. Not like co-op city. No, no. It's, it's super interesting. So anyway, I, I, that was right across the street before I got my food, but I sat in the courtyard of that place just to, to eat. But, um, no, the food was really good. I don't even know what the place was called, but it was very, very small. Again, it's like East village, 14th street, West 14th street near Stye town. And it was like, uh, I got like general so's chicken, but it was like this amazing little like chinese place with like uh i don't know two tables and like the food was really good and was super cheap it's like nine bucks for like a big plate of chicken and this amazing fried rice and like some few pieces of broccoli did so you got it to go i loved it i actually didn't get it to go initially i i well i did get it to go it took a while sorry i can't recall sitting in the seat but um i at first i thought i did want to sit in the seat because it's just fun to sit there and like see who comes in there was a like a delivery rider person like uh just having lunch and some chinese people yeah. carrying on about something and uh yeah you know like for this like really just boring person from southern california like to be sitting in this tiny hole in the wall chinese place in like the east village or whatever or i hope it's somewhere yeah <laughs> west for sorry i said west 14th i meant east 14th anyway tiny really cool place i just like soak it all up you know, like the sound of the frying in the back and just like regulars coming in and getting their food. It's just cool. New York's yeah. such a cool city. Yeah. Gosh. I agree. Food, the food, the people, the I mean, everything. Every hour of the day, tons of people everywhere. Portland seems so empty comparatively. 
even from a bike perspective, like they have us on biking absolutely 100%. They obviously, I know the density is different, yeah. but you, you can't go anywhere there without seeing people biking around. It's they're pretty much every block you're going to see people biking. Now I know most of them are delivery riders, which are still bikers, uh, but they are kind of like in a, they're like in a different place. Yeah, but think if they were in cars, it would be impossible. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, it's just a, so it's not like you see just, you know, folks commuting around like delivery riders, like, first of all, they're, they're rarely pedaling. Right. They, they do use the bike infrastructure, but oftentimes they don't, but, um, it still gives you a sense of like, it's someone in the bike lane. You know, there's that so much of biking is just knowing other people are doing it. And like to, to the credit of delivery riders and I mean, New York's benefit they're they're everywhere. And it's awesome. I wish I would have explored the, um, the boroughs more that there was so much going on there. I do feel good that I, that I, I experienced a lot of Manhattan, which is cool. I love Manhattan. It's amazing. Um, there was so much going on there though. The, the last day. So Sunday I left at like my plane left like 8 PM. So I, tried, I had all this stuff crammed in for Sunday. It was like really important that I did it all in the right time because, you know, you start getting stressed around the time you have to go to the airport and whatnot. Um, and it's like, I was going to go up to far, like North, like North West Harlem to see someone like right by the George Washington bridge. I did a story on bike Portland about it. Somebody teaching someone how to ride bikes and, uh, also had to see this Unipod bike parking thing, which was like in the financial district. So opposite ends of the Island or whatever you want to call it. And then I'm on my way between those and the MS ride is going on, which shuts down like the whole West side highway with bikers. Right. So I'm like, ah, where do I point my camera? There's too much going on. And then I realized someone had texted me or something that that same day was the tour to Bronx. Yeah, it was like you really were in New York. You, it's I just, mean, you can't see everything. You can't do this. It's impossible. And so then I have this grand plan of doing this huge loop where I hit all that stuff, including the Tour de Bronx, like which I just realized was happening. <sighs> Alas, so I had, to, I had to cut the Tour de Bronx out because that would have been like a 30-mile day. <laughs> and my, I, already, I spent, I, I wanted to get the receipts before and I got And you weren't even in Queens or Brooklyn. I, I did go to Brooklyn a little bit. You Several did. times I went over into Brooklyn, not too super deep. Actually, I did. One time I went all the way to like Brower Park, which is pretty far into Brooklyn, actually. Yeah, that was a journey. So I did do a little bit of Brooklyn, but I heard Tour de Bronx is wonderful and it sounded so great. A free ride, 4,000 people, and just the Bronx. Like, I just, anyway, so that would have been neat, but I, yeah. I didn't do who, it. Who puts that on? I think it's, uh, shoot. Tour de Bronx. You know, it's the Bronx Tourism Alliance does it. Oh, awesome. Which is like another thing for me that makes it really neat is it's not a bike group that puts it on. It's a, right. like they just, that's how they want to position the Bronx. The Bronx has some of the, some of the worst like health outcome statistics, right? For like, like public health, which was another, it's like, there's a lot of cool things. So I got to, actually this conference I went for was the Vision Zero Cities conference. So it's every year at the same time. So maybe, maybe I'll make it an annual trip. But next time I will be more prepared for the sticker shock of City Bike. <laughs> which oh, yeah. I spent hundreds like of dollars. Like by the hour. It's not. I don't know why I just have this idea that bike share should be cheaper than it is. So I'm always shocked when I like I, I dock the bike and it's like, you just paid $22 to lift. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Okay. All right. And then you take the e-bike, you know, which I was almost. And it's double. It's double. I almost did that exclusively. Well, because you were trying to get from the Bronx to the financial district, and yeah, and also just my knees are so screwed up. I would, they were swollen most of the time, and just I was limping around as it was. So I was like, I'm not going to sacrifice the other parts. Because what I would do is like I would try to set an alarm for 30 minutes to get off the bike because it's cheaper if you dock it within 30 minutes, and then I would walk around until 
it wasn't comfortable and then I'd jump on a bike again. But for photography, which is, was really what I was focusing on in a lot of ways, like it's easier to be walking around. I've found yeah. a different kind of shot. Well, it's I easier can, to, yeah. Yeah. To stop and do things. Yeah. I can take more time. I can really like focus and stuff. And when I'm on my bike, it's a different kind of shot. It's also interesting and different because a lot of people don't shoot while they bike. But uh, I, I kind of like the walking is really fun because I can really just like set stuff up, move wherever I want. Like I'd be standing in the middle of the street, shooting back at, anyway, it was fun. Wonderful, wonderful trip. What was your week like? Eva? I'm glad you had a good time. Um, oh my goodness. Well, last weekend I helped my neighbor. My neighbor called my wife and said, my washing machine isn't working. That's not, that's so, not good. So, you know, I'm a mechanic. So suddenly I'm a <laughs> Those are the calls. washing machine mechanic. Uh, so I, tr- I tried to fix it, but it was the control board. I diagnosed that it was the control board, which is a $540 part. And she the- was like, well, I'm getting a new washer. Oh, man. But I had to like take the whole lid off because the lid was locked closed for her to get her clothes out. Because it, oh, it broke like with her clothes in the washing machine. <laughs> So the mechanicing did come in handy. <laughs> yeah, it turns out. Also, YouTube. Oh, really? Always YouTube. But the control board, beyond your pay grade. Well, it's like it was potted in this, like all of the mechanics are potted in some sort of like silicone goop that I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to fix. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of a few things yeah. that I did this week. D- did you get caught in the, uh, wait, was there a bunch of rain here? Yeah, you know, it's October in Portland. Mm -hmm. It's been raining again. Uh, I did make the unfortunate choice of not putting my rain pants on. Okay, that leads me into something I did (laughs) want to ask you about, Eva, which was, I'm assuming you do the social media for Clever? At least Instagram. Okay, Instagram. And I I, used to do Twitter, but I kind of gave up on Twitter. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. Um. That's good because I thought you did the Instagram. It's just something about it where just like, this is Eva. I, I know. Tell. You can read it. Okay. So I have to ask you about something you posted, I don't know, today or yesterday or something. This is a quote. Nothing sexier than a dry backside. That's right. Would you care to explain that? Yeah. Fenders. <laughs> Get some fenders. Please. Please save yourself. Save others around you. <laughs> and those behind you. Oh, my goodness. When you ride behind someone who doesn't have fenders, it's the worst. It's the worst. You get to wherever you're going, and you realize you have, like, speckles of dirt all over your face. So if someone had to choose... Okay, we're on the topic of riding in the rain, everybody, mm-hmm. just in case you're following along. If, if someone had to choose between investing in, like, let's say, fenders or, like, I don't know, rain pants. Yeah. Right? Because you could argue that they both, for that individual person... Sure. You know... What would you recommend? Rain but pants what if or we? What if? Let's consider Kantian ethics. So like, Kantian ethics, yeah. please do. <laughs> well, so we should consider others mm. also, or before ourselves. And the thing about fenders is they protect you, your bike, and the people behind you. They'll keep your drivetrain so better longer. Yeah, yeah, that's a win. It's true. And I rain- mean. Rain pants are great, but you could get a poncho. I was going to say, w- for anybody listening, I, I personally hate rain pants. I'm not, not a rain pants person They're so annoying. All. It's only an extreme, extreme case that I'll put them on. Um, but even increasingly, so yeah, I am moving toward ponchoing. Yeah. I have one for a long time. I've never fully integrated it into my rain thing until recently. I got this really interesting jacket from Tilly. Oh, sure. It's like the English. hat people? I guess so, yeah. It's the British, hat, right? it'll save your life. 
It's That's British? the whole Tilly thing. Is it? I'm yeah. such a happer. I'm surprised I didn't realize that. I feel like See, I feel like they have a little patch that says like this hat will yeah, save your life. I do. Yeah, they are hat people, which maybe is why they came up on my Instagram because. See, people are learning things about me on this. Because you're a hat shit. person? I, I told you last time I'm a tote bag, like just a bag person. Maybe someday we'll do a whole tour of my cabinet over there of all the different <laughs> camera bags and other things. But hats, love hats, especially ones that are like utilitarian, keeping rain off. But yeah, Tilly has this cool jacket. It's called like the packable poncho, but it's not fully a poncho. It's like, so anyway, I brought that to New York and I was so proud of myself because the cool thing about it is it's super like oversized, like a poncho. But it snaps up on the sides, so it kind of looks more normal when you're wearing it. And it actually has arms, right? So it's kind of a jacket slash poncho. And there was this huge downpour uh, when I was riding. And all I did was, like, reach back while I was riding and unsnap the sides and pulled the jacket up to the handlebars, right? So then it created It's like poncho. you deployed. Yes. I was yeah. so proud of myself. My, I hate having legs that are damp, obviously. Yeah. Especially when you're out and about for an extended time. You don't have the luxury of changing, so... I just felt so proud of myself. There you go. You found the answer. And there was a guy, because it's Manhattan, there's always a guy selling something on the corner. And yeah. he looked, and I walked by him with the jacket on it, and he's like, give me an elevator up and down. He's like, oh, man, I really like your jacket, man. It looks good. <laughs> I was like, this is it. This is I true. do. I love those people that just appear when it rains, and they have umbrellas, and they're like triple the price because it's raining. In Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. They see the fun things you can do when there's a lot of people around. Yeah. It poured absolutely poured like we don't get that kind of rain in portland often it was so wet uh it was all i could do to like it was the end of my day i was super tired and i'd just gotten like two pieces of pizza in a box and i walked out of the thing and the pizza box just got like super just soggy dissolved. and then i was like fumbling i had my camera on still and i was fumbling to get it because i saw these cool riders coming up the street in the rain and then my camera went on the fritz because it got soaked and i'm carrying the pizza and i'm just like get me to my room and anyway <laughs> so you survived though survived because it's just rain that's right i okay. mean i so the thing about rain yeah. pants that's annoying right like i wear rain pants but they hardly ever fit over your shoes yeah. if you're trying to put them on like halfway through your ride it's impossible and the sound they make it's like you're wearing the, a diaper or something yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with i mean <laughs> well <laughs> no but you don't want to have to yeah. wear a diaper and see, I don't know about you, Eva, I'm going to maybe assume you're similar to me in this regard, um, in that when I show up, to, this is something I've believed like since day one, really, when I show up to an event or a thing, I don't want anybody to know that I came there on a bike. Yeah. Is that well, like, it's also like, do just, people know you came there in a car when you show up in well, a car? Exactly. Like, it's just normal. You're just yeah. a normal person. I'm not the kind of, I don't want to have any like vestiges of like, I biked there, whether that's like sweating or <laughs> sweating is right. fine, but it is what it is. Or now neon, yellow, everything. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't want to have a bunch of junk with me. Partly because when I go up to talk to someone at an event, I don't want them to think I'm the bike guy. <laughs> so they shift their tone. <laughs> right. I'm trying yeah. to be like on the down low. Um, so there's that. But you're, you're you're kind of the same way. I would. I mean, I just feel like we don't have to sacrifice fashion to ride a bicycle. Yeah, don't have to. I think that's my big thing. Like, why did, why is riding a bicycle such a different outfit than walking? Yeah, I I, I really resent how. Um, well, this is kind of related, but like switching over to hating cars and stuff and car culture and how they've destroyed so much of fashion in our world and culture. Which is like, have you ever read that little tidbit about how? You know, men used to have these amazing hats, right? Top hats, all yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. Granted, they, they drove beavers, beavers into extinction and know. killed, but so maybe it's not great. But <laughs> that was a whole thing in America, hats. Guess why people stopped wearing hats? Because they started washing their hair. 
I don't know the real answer. I may not. This could be just some fake internet thing I saw. But no, they because they had to get into cars. Oh. And they when they started getting into cars with the roof of the cars and ducking into the door of the car, the hat, the top hats and stuff, which were like a staple of American fashion, went away. So that horseless carriage really I mean, just. I guess a lot of people up. listening to this are probably like, you know what? I actually like cars better than top hats. So your point is lost. Anyway, that was a kind of a tangent. So well, anything else in the shop? But what about like a bowler or something? Like a yeah. lower profile hat? It'll fit. Sure. That's true. But then again, you know, the car roof became their hat. So still. Yeah. Still you didn't need a hat. Yeah. Jeez. What about mailmen? Mail carriers? What they about wear them? those safari hats. Yes. I feel like I see people. They, so, you know, those people are out in the weather. Yeah, where the do they time. get? The, does is there a merch shop? In the I think there's US a postal mail? service merch shop. Yeah, and then we can talk about how when you're biking, I'm a, I, I really have to have a hat like almost always, especially in inclement weather, because I do not like the rain hitting my eyes or my glasses. But then, like, also when the weather gets bad, I'm I'm kind of sometimes more likely to try to put a helmet on if it's dark and wet, and I'm like going to be going fast on my especially on my e-bike. But then it's like you got to fit a hat underneath that. So there goes, there's no fashionable hat that's really going to fit under a helmet. I'm sorry. So I don't know, folks, pick your poison. <laughs> Anything first, else? First world problems yeah, over here, you know. Here we go. Anything else in the shop going on that's uh, fun? Uh, what's new in the shop? We Okay, speaking of fenders, we just got these new fenders from PDW. Ooh, that tell me more. fit on the REI co-op bikes. So REI came out with this 20-inch wheel e-bike that they did not make fenders for, and they also did not, not make any concessions to like attach someone else's fenders. <clears throat> I know. A could Seattle that be one reason company. why it was so inexpensive? Could Well, I don't know. Because I know. Are you seeing a lot are of those REI? Are people really thinking that far ahead? I don't know. Yeah. You're seeing a lot of those in the shop, though? They, I know they blew yeah. up big because There's, they were super cheap. I see cheap. them all over the place. Great. Yeah. Yeah, they were on super sale. Oh, that's good. I'm glad everybody so has them. So those fenders have arrived. If you have an REI co-op bike, you can come to Clever Cycles and- get some get fendered yeah so i kate kate from pdw she was like we sold out like the first day oh that's so most do you think because of rei think the yeah. rei bikes yeah well rei bought a bunch of them too oh there you go oh they that were makes like, sense oh, you came out with a solution to our problem yeah well good that's an interesting little tidbit yeah see where you can get get your latest breaking <laughs> bike industry news from <laughs> in the shed even jonathan um I like that. Okay, so the other thing that happened since last time we chatted was the Alice Awards. Oh, the, yeah. You said you went. I went. Well, t- come on. What's it the was whole... a full house. Um, at the Oregon Zoo. At the Oregon Zoo. But you weren't like in the zoo. It's in this weird like sunken ballroom kind of thing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, windowless. I always you hear people here in the zoo ballroom. and you're like, so you're right next to like the rhinos and stuff. That would have been way better. That would have been neat. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it wasn't like there was nothing that exciting. There was a lot of paddle raising. They they don't have the, the old silent auction the, like they the, used to. Right. Oh, they don't. Okay, so folks, this is the Alice Awards. It's the big fundraiser for the Street Trust, which is you know used to be called the Bicycle Transportation Alliance. Well, all that stuff. This is their big annual fundraiser. So they had it up at the Oregon Zoo, and yeah. the esteemed Eva Fraser was there with a whole table of dignitaries, probably. Yeah, people that <laughs> people that I work with. Nice. The clever get a table. Dignitaries. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Okay. They'll, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a thing. That. There's a lot of people there. Kind of a, you know, you can schmooze a little bit. Yeah, there was maybe some, some food. elbow rubbing and, nice. you know, people chatting with people they wanted to chat with, you know. You sound thrilled, Eva. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry that you were forced to go. Smile, smile Did your boss this. make you go? 
Well, we gave away a very expensive bicycle that they sold raffle tickets for. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's so fun. they made $10,000 in raffle tickets off of that. That's great. Um, You know, I, I, I think fundraisers are hard to like get right. Yeah. Make really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Can I share a story about bike, Absolutely. Raff- bike raffles? Please do. Um, I used to raffle off bikes on Bike Portland. Yeah. Back in the heyday before there were any expectations or like people really looked too closely at anything I did. And I could get bikes pretty easily from shops and just everybody was so excited about biking. And it was just like, hey, I need to raise money for this thing I'm doing, Bike Portland. It's like taking over my life and I don't make any money. But like I could raffle off bikes. And there's PayPal was already around. So there was tickets and like, oh my gosh, the first couple times I did it was wonderful. Like I was able to raise so much money selling tickets and I would just like randomly pick a winner. It was super fun. And then I had somebody be like one of the owners of a big shop in town whose name I will not mention. Um, he's like, oh, so yeah, we're, we're happy to like give you another bike. Just curious though. Are you, is this like, uh, you like, is this going through like a nonprofit or something? Like, is this above board? And I was like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Is there like rules around this? So anyway, it turns out it's totally illegal. You can't just raffle off bikes unless you're a nonprofit come to find out. It's considered a game of chance and gambling by the Oregon gambling, whatever. So I was sufficiently scared. So I instantly had to stop doing it, which is a bummer. Cause what year was this? Oh, this is probably Oh seven, Oh eight, Oh nine back in those days, you know? Yeah, it was great. It was like, I didn't have any money and I was spending my full time on bike Portland. And it was like, I thought that would be the, the way that I would survive. It's just raffling off bikes. You so know, anyway. I think that's the thing about governmental regulations is you don't always know they exist until somebody until, is like, Hey, by the way, so luckily figured out other ways to other ways to survive. So moving on. <laughs> selling your um, selling so you your organs. Away. What? Selling your organs. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. No, but I did see an organ bike. <laughs> like music? A few weeks ago at Omzi. I did a little video that nobody watched. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, there's this there's this family in town that imported a bike organ thing. An organ, like a, a pipe organ. Yeah. A pipe organ, right? A pipe organ kit. They get they got it from the Netherlands. I don't think it was bike specific, but I think they figured out a way to put it on a bike as a cool way to like bring it out to the masses. And they created a nonprofit around kids building these pipe organs. It's a beautiful thing. It's wooden and you have the pedals and, but they attached it to like a bicycle. It's like a, a, a it's like a tandem or a trike thing. It's like a, a you pedal. Anyway, you pedal this thing around, but as you pedal, you operate the wind flaps that create the pressure to make the pipe organ work. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. It was one of those things I was so excited to see, and then I, I did a video, and I thought everybody would be, but these days, <laughs> on social media, these little you know, feel-good cat, stories. cat videos are always going like, to win. If it's not, yeah, exactly. If it's not dramatic or, or, or scary or something, or a cat, you're good luck. So I don't think anybody saw that, but that's fine. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. You should put a link in the notes and maybe- Link in the show bring, notes. Bring, it, bring always, it back. Always. So you gave a bike away at the Alice Awards. You gave a bike away at the Brompton Ride, which happened hours before our last episode. Or after. Yes. Yeah. It was a it was a action packed weekend. Action packed. So was it was the uh, Brompton? Oh, you, you I was in. A, you didn't give away the millionth one, of course. I asked you what color it was. No, black I got and red? to ride it. Yes. It was, it was black, black and, red. and red. Good call. Yes. Thank you. You're wearing black and red too. So I am. Ish. Yeah. So it was a cool bike. Was that that was neat though? You got to see like the CEO was there and the millionth bike or no? The CEO did not come. Yeah. Uh, but we did have, we had the senior sales manager was there and one of the marketing guys was there. It was a huge and, turnout. The and pictures And we had a great. bunch of people despite it being kind of cold and rainy. And it ties back to the chat we had about ponchos. Yes. Why, 
Is okay. That, there's just some there's weird a thing. loop of. Uh, is it a Venn yeah. diagram, Eva? Just it's like a very nerdy, with your Venn diagram, it's about just like the nerd overlap. Christmas Die Hard Venn diagram. Christmas and action. Christmas and action. Yeah. And, di- and then then the what's event? So yeah. Let me give you another example of a really good Venn diagram. Okay. It's like pizza and chicken wings. In the middle is a ranch. Okay. I mean, I don't. Not every New Yorker would agree with me on the ranch thing. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of ranch there. No, they don't do ranch. But but Portlanders would. My family. I mean, almost they order more ranch than they do pizza. Yeah. So there's that. So ponchos are just. Poncho. I don't know. They just. They just work. Is it? Yeah, but come I, on. There's. I think it's over representation on the Brompton people ride. People who ride Bromptons are more willing to be different. Uh, that. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. More willing to be different, more willing to like go deeper into the exploration of utility over, well, no, over nothing. I personally think ponchos look cool. It's not, yeah, it's not like a They're fat, just different. Yeah, they're different. It's not the status and, quo. And I think what's happening is because there's like cooler and cooler people getting into it. Thanks, Cleverhood. They think yeah. they've helped yeah. make it cool. And people like Jenna Bikes, our yeah. neighbor here in totally. district. What, are we, what district are we in? <laughs> Four. <laughs> Sorry. I should know that. Fill in the number. But later. they're becoming so much cooler. Okay. Ponchos. This make this be the year of the poncho for your ranking. Yeah, Susan. Susan can sponsor this podcast. There you go. Susan from Cleverhood. I hear they sponsor podcasts they around do. this kind of <laughs> stuff, but I won't get. Okay, we'll have that conversation maybe somewhere else. But um, for all of your poncho needs, you can go to Clever Cycles as well. Absolutely. Wow, this is really turning into a Clever this Cycles. This is just an advertising <laughs> podcast. Um, let's see another thing on your social media that I need to ask you about, which was you were wearing sandals in October <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was raining. So Well, what? I didn't really what look at the forecast. Is it because are you gonna blame it on like the shoulder season <laughs> and just how hard that could be to predict the weather in the last couple weeks or what? Yeah, you know, sandals? I like I like joined the the Birkenstock revolution mm. and it's just what I was wearing and then it started raining. <laughs> it didn't look comfortable. <laughs> I mean don't your feet look it's to fine, be honest, like saying. skin is waterproof, whatever. It was fine. It's not waterproof. My skin is waterproof. The the shoes maybe are not that waterproof, but they dry out. That is going to be a contentious comment. I mean, usually in the winter, I just wear rain boots. Yeah. Okay. Or waterproof leather. Okay. It All was right. it was just like a it was an error in judgment. <laughs> okay. On continuing to question Eva's uh, habits around. No, so. You said something last episode that I wanted to ask you about, which was you do not ride an e-bike, even That's... though your shop is an awesome e-bike shop. You've sold tons and tons of e-bikes. What's going on there? Are you, have you, what's, it's just not, you just haven't found a need for it? Like what, why don't you ride an e-bike? Yeah, I think I haven't, I don't necessarily need one. And I also have to keep my bike in my basement. Mm-hmm. So that's like an awkward affair with an e-bike generally. Um... I do borrow e-bikes from time to time. Oh, I see. So when you really have to go somewhere important, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's like when people that are yeah. car free will like rent the car to oh, go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So which, that's cool. You... Which maybe should be how these things are. Well. Like a cargo bike, you don't need it all the time. Maybe you want it every two weeks or something. I I, I love that idea. I, I There's been some talk about that, like a cargo bike library, like e-bike library. I think it's such a cool idea. We just happen to be in America where people yeah. tend to want well that and the tragedy of the comments yeah there's that but in general like i wonder if i know i I feel like there's some fun discussions in the bike industry around just like people who are kind of like purists i mean the bike industry's always had purists 
I, every every culture and community has has sort of people that are reluctant for the new thing. I think, but um, I I've I've been in that camp myself around the e bike thing, even though I like have fully embraced it personally. But I'm also aware that like it's just so fundamentally different than a non electrified bike. What what does that mean to biking? Right, if the thing is so different now when you have a motor, I think it's still left to be said. Like, what, what's, what's going to happen? To a certain degree, I, a lot of people are never going to experience a, a, a non-electric bike. Sorry. Yeah. Do you think that's true? Do yeah, you think absolutely. That non-electric bikes will go away. Yeah. For, I mean, for tons of people mm-hmm. who never, because of all the other mistakes we made, and we can talk about that some other time, but they'll never consider yeah just a regular bike. Now, because of the way things, they'll be like, knee bike, all right, I'll try that. And that'll yeah. be their first and only, like, real day-to-day experience with a bike. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. That could be true. Walking hasn't gone away. <laughs> yeah, but e-bikes have already been much more successful than Segways or any other kind of, those it's little true. roller One shoes. Wheel. Remember those shoes that oh had wheels God. on the Heelys. bottom? Heelys. Yeah, so that's true, but uh, I don't know. I was just trying to goad you into some anti-e-bike comment that you're clearly not going to make so i'm just no i mean i you know i'm uh uh, we we call it an ally (laughs) right in the queer community like an ally of acoustic bike riders or e-bike riders yeah well an ally of (laughs) e-bike riders oh like i generally don't ride one but i i I truly believe in them and i think i think they're like enabling for so many people who don't want to drive cars and yeah you know Transit sort of sucks when yes. you want to get somewhere that's not between the hours of 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Yeah, yeah, I agree. A dark night, late, hop on that thing. Although mine ran out of juice on the way home from my meeting, which is why See, I See, I late. think that's the other thing about e-bikes is like then there's sometimes the people want to take them on Cycle Oregon or like around Crater Lake and we still don't, they still don't really have like the capability to get you that far mm-hmm. on a charge yeah yeah it will eventually you know okay yeah. i need to ask you about your your uh your seltzer koozie <laughs> which is verbort verbort how do you say that verbort yeah verbort yeah rod and gun club what does that say yeah That's do, interesting. have you been to Camel? verbort oregon i have when i used to bike a lot yeah i, I, would, I would ride through it's a beautiful uh, so place. the verbort sausage festival yep used to have a beer garden at the Rotten Gun, Gun Club. No. So like the first Saturday in November every year for like, I don't know, 80 years, they've been doing this fundraising dinner. Mm. And they had a ride around then too, right? Like they had a randonneering? Oh, I don't popular know. Around the Sausage Fest? Or no, maybe. There might be some group of people that rides bikes there. Folk, we're literally talking about mm-hmm. a sausage festival. This is not a euphemism for like how many guys <laughs> show up to bike rides that's correct. and stuff, right? It's not that I don't kinda... technically, that's not what it's called, but that's what I call it. It's oh, called I the, see. It's You're called right. like the Catholic Visitation Church Sausage Dinner or something Yeah, like right, that. but everybody yeah. calls it the Verbort. <laughs> it's just a hard thing to say. Ver- if we were Dutch, Verbort, we could do it. Yeah. Verbort Sausage Festival, yeah. so Washington like, County. Look yeah, it up. It's west fun... of Forest Grove. It's mm-hmm. out there. It's a fun event. What other fun events <laughs> that might be happening um, coming up? There's a lot of Halloween rides. I have a weekend event guide I need to write. It's coming up late on a Friday. Um... I don't know. Any other events uh, that you want to plug, Eva? Gosh, I should have looked at the shift calendar. Shoot. All right. Just go to the shift calendar and look at, see if there's any fun events. And usually the Bike Portland Weekend Event Guide will have some stuff that's not on the shift calendar. I do intentionally yeah. What try. about like cyclocross? 
Yes, yes. Where are they going this weekend? Is it Rainier? I have no idea. Might be Rainier. Anyway, the Cyclocross Crusade is going strong in its 30th year. 30th year, I want to say. Can't be. 1997, 1993? Oh, my goodness. No, it can't be 30 years. 20. Anyway, (laughs) it's a lot of years. Multiple decades. We're going to do some math later. Yeah, I should know that. I should know that. Multiple decades. Uh, the cyclocross crusade that's out there um i don't know did you, did you do cyclocross oh yeah 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 i raced pretty i yeah, a few seasons there like the last season i raced really seriously was like 2019 probably uh yeah i mean i was right in there took it too seriously probably like i tend to do with things well you yeah. told me about how your approach to mountain yeah. biking which was crash similar. go as fast as possible and crash similar I tend to just get really into things and like I was with that with with my like sort of, you know, second later in life rebirth of cycling in my personal life where I would just and that's why my knees are thrashed, I think, partly is because I I would just ride really hard. And then I got all serious into racing because that's just how I'm wired and I'm super I get super competitive and I just really want to do well. And so like I would go to like I just take it too seriously. I don't know why it's like a thing I'm trying to get not do as much like I look back and I could have had more fun. I could have like hung out with more people. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, like I just, I would like train by myself, ride like early mornings or at night, like train by. Do you think that's why the trophy cup did so well? Cause oh, it was like less. Oh yeah. It was I more think, like. Oh, that thing, the trophy happy cup. Happy friendly. Is, yeah. Yeah. Trophy cup is, I, I, this is the first year I've never chimed in on it or at least gone to at least one or did a story or a photo gallery. And I feel, I feel so bad. Sorry, Clint and everybody else. I just didn't get out there. Um, it's an amazing, I think it's. It could be. It's like one of the best cyclocross series in America. For weekly weeknight series, the Portland Trophy Cup is, I'm just going to say the best. It's like the most inclusive. Like everybody has fun. It's it's just such a good vibe. And it's easy to get to. It's easy to get to. So look it up and make your plans to go to it next year. They race it. It's, it comes goes into the night and everybody's got their lights on. Yeah. This year they had this cool partnership with this, this neat local sign making marketing company called High Order Studio, which is like full of, of a bunch of like, somehow bike industry people now and they had a like a ramp and like a commentator box <laughs> it was just it looked amazing here i am like telling everybody about how great it is and i have a, a website dedicated to covering these things and no one ever saw it on there so apologies but next year i'll get back on the horse and and do some coverage from trophy cup that will be fun the other part of it is like so many people are covering it now so it's easy to see it on your well, it's hard to cover everything. on your social media streams and whatnot You're, you so. you are still human there you go there you go and on that note, I think this has been else? good. Fun. Well, I'm so glad you came over again the second time. Yeah. So the I'm ratings go- were fine. The ratings were not bad. I've heard from the higher ups that you can, you they're the going to give us a the season. The Nielsen ratings <laughs> gonna, came in. Yeah. They're going to give us, uh, I don't know, six episode season. See, and then they're going to reassess. No, I'm just kidding. It's fun. Uh, people loved it. So that's great. I mean, well, Penny, like how many people listen? Uh, lots. 500, 600 wow. downloads probably at this point, which I think is okay for our, our little thing we're doing. Yeah. You know, second episode of In the Shed with Eva and Jonathan in the books. Hope you enjoyed our chat. If there's anything that you would like to hear us talk about, please just send a message to Bike Portland. DMs are always open on all the social channels and that sort of thing. You can even text me. My phone number has been on the front page of the website and all the social channels forever. Feel free to text ideas on what we can talk about or what you want us to talk about. 
and any, all the stuff we talked about and more is on Bike Portland and check the show notes and and thanks everybody for listening and Eva thank you so much for coming over again thank you thanks for having such a nice shed to hang out in okay until next time we will see you on the streets. Bye.